Hi, Horam. What's up? How, How are you? Doing? Good, good, man. How's uh, how's life been so far? So I've far, as in <laughs> so far, all these years, <laughs> you know, yeah. They, I, mean, uh, I mean, so far in like the, the in 2020. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think everyone. I think everyone now just says, "Get how is life in yeah. this this era?" Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's as uh, I would say it's as good as can be mm-hmm. uh, given the situation. And now I think thirty-six cases come away, it's better. Or yeah, also yeah, everyone feels like a child. Let's get on with work, you know. Pehle to kafi, you know. I think everyone knows it was pretty crap scene. Can yeah. you swear here? Yeah, nay. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So I um, I know that you as a designer mostly, uh, who designs for Barize and but my yeah, main Barize man. Barize man. I just make it particular. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chapin. Sorry. And but my main, uh, really, why I seen your work was when I went to a dinner with some of my friends, and it was at a restaurant called Fred. Mm, and mm. Uh, but it was a very special like it was the most expensive uh, night <laughs> I've ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. It was like yeah, yeah. Fred uh, <coughs> is a kitchen in uh, Y Block, Lahore's restaurant in Y Block, and uh, you were having a night with Easy, I think it was Easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Fred is actually this really brain brainchild project uh, of the Breeze Man team, Mozan. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, tell us a bit about the project and how you're. Yeah, it's really it. interesting. So basically, because look, I work at Breeze Man, so I've been working there for for ages, and you know, I work in all the, um, a lot of the, art direction. Well, that's exactly what I am, right? So I take a lot of like, I work with Zan, who's the creative director. So we come up with a lot of cool stuff together. Um, Zan is like this crazy guy about uh, like he's crazy about food, mm-hmm. and exploring food experiences. We, he didn't want to open like a restaurant per se. So he thought, okay, okay we have this space above the Breezy Man store. So we, we, we put a lot of time into like a nice store. And he said, third floor and I always wanted to have a restaurant, but I don't want to have the, the pain of like, you know. So he came up with this idea of this um, pop-up space. Mm-hmm. And okay, he'll invite chefs who are good enough, who, who, who are basically pushing the envelope, according to him. And so the first guy he pulled in was this guy from London, actually, this ramen chef. And so it was, it's really interesting. So it's pop-up space for food. And what we wanted to make was this really cool experience around the food. Mm. So the experience is also, you know, down to like stuff like um, what's on the table when you get there. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. The, like that's the, the thing that I remember. <coughs> I went in there and there's like a, there's a piece of paper with like games that you can yeah, play Yeah, yeah. So that, that was something I was just like, what can we do? And I was just like, so I, I told them, I was like, I really want a gamepad. You know, mm-hmm. I really want to make this out. And uh, I knew it was going to be expensive because mm. everything we make is like on this really high quality paper. But this is where Zen's awesome about it. He's just like, you know, if it looks good, we should do it, right? Right. Because, I mean, it was an expensive experience to go yeah. eat there, right? <laughs> so, uh, oh, I know. Yeah. No, that's not how we budget the things. We just want it to be really, really fun. Like yeah. Fred is, you know, food, research, experience, and design. Mm. So for me, it's been this really cool experience where, like, I... Are you into food? <clears throat> Actually, I'm not. My wife yeah, is neither really am I. food. Yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just like, you know... Um, if it's edible, it's good for me. Yeah, man, I'm really easy. I'm so that's really why easy. when I eat expensive food, I'm like, oh, like yeah, I'm just I like, guess. Yeah, same with me. Like <laughs> the only thing, yeah, I see. I, I don't remember like ever planning an expensive restaurant. I mean, right. uh, like a night out. Right. Uh, that's always been like friends and people. And would you could be like, I'm the lousiest guy to be like, hmm, yeah, this is really like, yeah. When they come and ask how your food is, I'm the worst guy at the table to ask how your food is because I'm just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it works, it works. But so I'm not into food, but I'm into particular experiences and just doing random shit. You mm. know? So I love that I get the chance to work on some, you know, left wing, like it's really, I would say, stupid shit in the sense, like, where did this come from? Like, one day I was, you know, working on chips in the valley and now I'm working on, you know, okay, menu design ka font kya mm-hmm. So that's fun. It's really fun. So how I got, so basically, like a side project for you. And we design everything. So we designed the restaurant with the teams that we have in place. Um, and how this became was, so I told Zen, you know, we should have, we, we basically the, the, the mandate was, let's make it a really fun experience. Food, so like you said, I'm not into food, but I said, how can we make this really, really cool, right? So, for example, Zen was very particular about, playlist you know, we're going to play it over Spotify, and I want a new playlist every time, you know? So every chef has to give us a playlist ahead of time. Okay. And we print that stuff out we put on the table because we want to because everything is curated and I like making you know random stuff and we like just placing shit all over the table yeah so you know so it's just this experience for us where we get to design everything from head to toe you know like Zen and the team just made everything in the kitchen like the kitchen's world class um, <clears throat> the materials in the in, in, in the place the plants all that stuff is really really thought through so 
Pakistan is a place where it's like an it's like this uh, sort of like it's an island or it's like this escape for all of us as well you know because we we because we're a retail company we make clothes and this is a really good this was the most passion sort of project that we've done as a team mm. you know especially for Zen because he's about food but then the whole industrial like the whole interior design and all that stuff so uh, you know it's it's interesting how you put a bunch of random people together and you'll come up with like even more random stuff and then you actually put enough pressure on them to like come up with stuff that they weren't expecting to make themselves that's when it comes together nice you know like do jo menu hoga jis raat jis raat tumhe hoga what what time is your table <coughs> like 8 o'clock Maybe. like look so the thing is we would every day would be like fixing the menus like 6 p.m. Mm. and service starts at 7 6 p.m. I'm there cutting shit in the office then I would like ask somebody to get a bike kis ke paas taaki main bike pe baith ke like you know riding <laughs> and then I would like <coughs> get the menus into the store right 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 on time so, crazy motorcycle outside <laughs> yeah dude uh, tell me come on down yeah. um But let's go back to the start. How did you get into uh, being an art director in Pakistan? Yeah, um, <clears throat> so I am an electrical engineer. That's crazy. Oh, you didn't know this? No. Okay, yeah. So, so I studied, uh, my undergrad grad school are both electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. And so from some pretty hardcore like engineering schools. And I worked in like Silicon Valley on chips, et cetera, et cetera. So I did the whole na- normal route and I came back to Pakistan to actually get away from all that because it was cool. But I had uh, family things that I wanted to get back to. So I came back to Pakistan, but uh, so I started teaching at FAST, FAST uh, University. I taught some pretty cool kids, you know, had some really good experiences. And actually, it's the coolest thing that I did in the way that when you come to America and you're working in like a really proper like engineering company and you come to Pakistan, then you can get an adjustment for you. And for me, that was different because I come and I'm amongst these younger kids. So immediately, I was back into like tapping into like the pulse of the generation you know mm. so all the years that i felt like i had missed i was like okay here's a cheat method right, for me right. for all these young kids to tell me like what's in what's cool you mm-hmm. know so uh and plus i wasn't dealing with like other babe my age and you know fighting with like office politics so i did this for 4 years mm-hmm. and somebody asked me to join this startup that was called shopistan um they were a really cool space like i think there's i i've worked at other startups and i think There've been few startups like these guys, you know. They still exist. They do really good work. But I was there at this really rough time when they were starting up. So I went in there in sort of like a technical role, um, like you know, project management, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then their creative director left. And uh, so I was, you know, whenever these guys would design a website, I would go and like you know try to take it apart because I had always so throughout. So I forgot to tell you this. Like throughout college, throughout all my after ALOs, I was always experimenting with like. Photoshop, photography. <clears throat> Part of me like leaving the states was also because I couldn't do the art kind of stuff that I wanted to do. Halak, I lived in like San Francisco, you mm-hmm. know, so it was the place for these things, but I couldn't do it professionally. So I felt very like I've got to break out, and I just I did not know what was going to happen. So this whole role of coming into art direction, I didn't see this, but I just felt like yeah, Pakistan chalo, kuch na kuch hoga. Yahan jaane, you're just fighting like visa shit all the time. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so at Shopistan, I started making, so their creative director left and then the CEO said, okay, could you do this? And I was just like, well, as long as you don't tell the clients I'm designing the websites because they'll be like, oh, they'll, they'll, be, you know, they'll cry. Okay. An electrical engineer? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I mean, I had to prove myself, right? I had done fun stuff before then as well. So I was confident in it, but it's just like, when you, it's a different thing when you go to like clients. Anyway, so I designed uh, a lot of websites, including one was the Breezy Man website. And so their director was just like, okay, this is good, you know, blah, blah. So I started working very closely with them. And then I, so it wasn't immediate. I still worked at startups for a while. I went to work at like, you know, other funded startups, did all, a bunch of like, like created huge teams. And then I got sick of the whole startup scene, you know, like the whole, I, I just think it's such a, today's startup scene in Pakistan is, you know, well, I'm, it's somewhat good. At that point, I was just like, yeah, I need a sabbatical from all this. So I went and hid away. What did you I, dislike about the startup scene? Yeah, um, <coughs> because I also have I obviously experience with the startup scene here. Yeah, okay, so the thing is this. I think um, the heyday when Arfa was coming up, you know, Plan 9, all that stuff, that was cool stuff. But I would say the amount of money people pulled in and the amount of resources and like the, the talent that they pulled in, the output was just, most of them were just like, you know, you couldn't, so being in product management, I would be like, okay, so Amari, show me your pitch deck that you raised the money on. 
एंड लेट्स सी वो उसके जो कोर फंडामेंटल्स थे वो आज हम किस तरह हैंडल कर रहे हैं यू नो सो आई वुड जॉइन दीज स्टार्टअप्स एंड प्रोमोस दीज गाइज कुन आंसर दैट क्वेश्चन Yeah. Right. And they were okay with that because they were just like, no, no, no. So this whole idea of like, I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. But look, <laughs> the revenue will come. I gotta bleed for like eight years, and I'll do. That is just bullshit. Because entrepreneurship has existed in Pakistan for fucking ages. You know, like the this even this area is not entrepreneurial. मतलब तुम शहर जाओ तो that's when you find what you know scrappy self-starting kind of like entrepreneurship is. And I felt like it was a real shame. Like you know, you pull in millions of dollars. If you gave that to like some corner store guy, they would fucking make you know they'd make their store alpha time like no time you know in like mm-hmm. a year or two year. So I feel like there was a lot of like uh, inflation of not just the value evaluations but also like the um, like people weren't being taken to task soon enough. And I think it was just pervasive throughout the industry because nobody wanted to take anybody to task because it was just like then it was like this domino effect. Right. 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 So there are some really amazing startups in Pakistan, but I would. Actually, we I would say that some of the best startups are the the people that have kept it most quiet, mm. and they've worked on it. They've sell and you know they've bootstrapped and et cetera, et cetera. I think like this whole this, this fucking fetish with like yeah oh we raised like X Y Z million dollars and you know yoga and you seed bead all that stuff. It's it's exciting, but it it also I think it's it's also poisonous because it tells kids who are coming out of college. You don't need to go work. You don't need to put any discipline yourself. You need to yourself. raise money. You need to like raise money, man. You got the great idea, you know, because they call, uh, you know, what's his name? Fucking yeah. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Maybe Baba, no. Um, what's his name? Uska, yar. How can I forget this? I'm such an uncle. Fucking Facebook. What's his name? Uska. Yeah, don't. Mark Zuckerberg. Ah, yeah, man. Yeah, how can I pendu, yar? Yeah, because he's so done. So done. Huh. So people, you know, people are just like, "Yeah, Mark and Instagram." I was like, "Fuck you, Mark." But like, you know, who Mark is? I mean, it's Mark. Mark. Just, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Sorry. Yeah. You said you said I could swear. Yeah, yeah no, no, you, you can. I wasn't. You can. No, so I'm just so this whole thing of like, you know, Mark did this, and you know, yeah, cheese, whoa, cheese, you know, and this. Um, I feel like a lot of people. So I don't you think? Sorry, but don't you think that's a culture of like entrepreneurship that has pervaded through everyone? And I mean this like because everyone is just like I can also be Bezos. Hmm. He grew up in a garage and he made Amazon in a garage. And so like, here's the thing. Like, I only say that I can bullshit or talk to anybody about this, not because I was Mr. Startup Founder, which is why I shut up after a while because it takes balls to do these things, and I haven't done it. Lincoln. I think I was in the valley, like Silicon the Valley, Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> what a turd! <laughs> so I think I was in. Silicon. Are you one of those Silicon Valley guys? What do you mean? Am I one of those Silicon Valley? I, I worked in Silicon Valley. But are you a, like a? Were you a Silicon Valley guy? I've never seen the show, but were you? Oh no! Those? Fuck that show, man. Nay, nay, nay. That was that. That show was a great show to show you exactly what what douchebags in Silicon Valley are like. Ah, you, know? you weren't one of those. No, man. No, I'm so glad. Mm. No, like I, 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 I think I just you know. So I worked for a chip company. I, I had this very particular role, mm-hmm. and I used to see startups all around me. I used to be like, this is cool, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the point is, that um, so I was thinking the Silicon Valley, you know, the 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 Silicon Valley reputation. Was from people who were like cool startups, like Jeff Bezos and all these guys. I mean, that's not really Silicon Valley, but um, that culture does not exist as it did before. Now it's just like bro culture. It's like tech startup bro. You know? Right. And I saw the transition from like. So I lived in a city called Palo Alto, which is where Stanford is, and um, that's where shit, dude. So much technology that we know today has actually been invented. Like it's it's actual like you know ground zero of like a lot of stuff. Of course, there's other cool stuff all around the world too, but. uh stanford palo alto palo alto per se is really cool so udar ke i i got to see and know people who were like you know the babe of silicon valley like you know and that culture was morphing before my eyes and then what i saw was then i moved to pakistan and the shit part of that culture like you know the uh make something to just be acquired dude that was not how people used to make startups before mm. they used to make something to change like everybody was so idealistic they were so hardcore you know like the the garage was not supposed to be like i'll do this because it looks cool steve like, jobs did it <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. i don't have the fucking money yeah you know? yeah yeah so um that um but how do you think that relates to where we are right now in, in in startup culture do you think is a bro culture here right yeah. now yeah i think so i think it's much less Because see, the 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 bro gets much more powerful. You have to invest in billions of dollars, maybe. Mm. You know, like 
like I'm on a first name basis. So Travis from Uber, you know. <laughs> so basically, the thing is, people like them, they mm -hmm. really, uh, unfortunately, have come to like be the poster children of uh, bro culture, like tech bro, right? Right. And wasn't you know, he fired? Yeah, was he was fired. Right. Okay, okay. So you don't have that level of bad boyness here. Mm -hmm. the bad boy. Uh, wasn't he fired for like full on harassment? Yeah, well, I, what I mean by bad boy is like, okay, a bad boy is somebody who says, okay, okay I'm so cool at what I do. I'm a rebellious CEO. Yeah, I'm so uh. good at what I do, I can get away with this shit. You know? Right, 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 right. And I think that shit stops flying after a while. Yeah. You know, which yeah. it should. Uh. So, Abhi, we don't have that toxic kind of culture, but we do have this toxic, like, digital state culture where, like, you know, I work with people who ran startups and, like, they're great people. Yeah. But I think, like, in the greater, in the bigger ecosystem, it's like... Um, um, it's harder to work with these guys than, you know, we uh, steal milk a seat. Because Achha. I feel so. Because, you know, the thing is, Kate, I'm probably shooting myself here, but the thing <laughs> is, Kate, I, I got to be honest, man. You know, like, I love technology. I love these guys that I worked with, I worked for. And I just feel like the, the, I, I think the startup cultures in Pakistan is where you'd see the highest percentage of people hiring people to tell them what to do. Like, it's the opposite of, like, you know, not to tell them what you, I wouldn't hire a specialist. To build a team and then just let him work on it, you know. Yeah, people don't do that. No, like it's just really like it's it's. You, you know, hire someone and you tell them. Yeah, I don't do know why. Like mm -hmm. the thing is, you you go through, you screen candidates, you know, and you you pay them a lot of money, and then you tell your investors that this is going to happen, and it doesn't happen. But it to you know the whole investment scene is also fucked in the sense you know a lot of those guys. Ham jo yahan samajhte oh man, he raised eight million dollars, nine million dollars. Wo unke liye peanuts hota hai. Unke liye it's like the refuse, right? <laughs> So for them, if you if you drain that, if 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 the startup founder took eight million bucks and fucking went and rolled a you know fifty foot blunt that cost eight million bucks, for example, unko fark na parta, right? They would just be like, well, I mean uh, that's exaggeration, but what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah. obviously that's exaggeration. Are we kya kya No, but what I'm saying is it's um, I I think it, people need to be held to higher standards themselves. You know, there are a couple of guys I know I work with who self-started great technology outsourcing companies. And then uh, the startups themselves weren't completely like, you know, because I think like they got tainted by the whole like, they had already made startups as like hardworking tech shops. But then the whole idea of like, I've raised funds and now I'm on the cover of XYZ magazine, it just puts you in this other like sexy boy category. Mm. And then you sort of like get, I feel like, eight out of ten guys lose focus, you know? Right. And I feel like if you're going to raise funding, just keep it quiet. Ideally, keep it local, you know? And the other thing is actually, the problem with, like, raising local funds is because then you get into bed with, like, you know, these states uh, um, who may be good, but when they're bad, they're bad, mm -hmm. you know? And What's your experience been of, of working with states? I cannot say on camera, man. Not good. Nay, of course. My experience, nay, with states, hmm. I actually haven't had such bad experience. I've seen people go through really, really fucking miserable experiences. And I'm not going to name who I saw, you know. But the thing is, ke, um, you see, is, and this is worldwide. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> this? Was I not? There's so much suspense going. Shukara, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you've been trying to eat it for like, I'm so sorry, dude. literally, okay. I think it's about 10 minutes. I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to finish this off. It was a, it's a great... Suspense story that was going on. <laughs> Is he yeah. ever going to eat it? Acha. So, kya baat ho thi? You're gonna, you're gonna about to divulge a lot of uh, terrible stories about states that you worked with. Yet, um, no. So I think, look, I've worked with some really cool people, people who are. So what they were doing before their startups was like, they built really strong technology companies and they they weathered storms that I cannot even think about weathering. Like they're absolutely solid people but I'm saying I think this whole um, poison culture of like investment because but like, yeah, this happens everywhere America maybe France maybe whatever anybody who has extra money lying around like especially generational wealth it beckons the kids to be like you know so you have like third generation fashion company in France you know then their children have so much money that they'd be like well I you know I should be investing in other people. Like they would be doing it otherwise anyway. But this whole startup culture, like a few companies in Silicon Valley, have given it such hot air. Okay, everyone feels that this is my forte as well, right? So everyone opens up like an incubator, uh, you know, X Y Z, we we startup space. Uh, these so these places are actually amazing 
And so don't get me wrong. I think the startup scene in Pakistan is incredibly amazing given it's Pakistan. But me being this inherent surreal, I have expectations, right? I don't need to have launched my Because you're startup. from the valley. Because I'm from the valley, <laughs> right? I got my Steve Jobs here. Now, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, because... <laughs> nay, because, um, because I work with these kids, right? So these are people who I looked up to as like, okay, these guys were like toppers in school, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they, you know, I would learn programming from them, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe they may, may not make the best startup manager, but I'm just saying you have expectations because when you put a pool of like the best fucking engineering team together, you can't just say, yeah, we're just coasting along. Mm. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Like, I think it becomes too easy for people to be like, yeah, fizzle out. The fizzle out effect is very dead. I, I mm. think that... And first of all, if you see a Desi company, which is for someone else... Look, when you start something with your money, friends and family, max, you know, not with a random investor, you will... There's no out. There's no out. There's no... And you're not building it for the sake of exit. Hmm. Right? Nobody builds their corner store to be like, yeah, I have Al-Fatah to acquire on No, that's bullshit. Right? Hmm. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's this whole poisoning of innovation culture that I saw happening starting in Silicon Valley when I was leaving. Like, you know, two, so I started in 2006, left in like nine. So, even in those three years, so those three years were like huge for what was happening in, um, did I just blow the levels? No, no, no. So, so it was huge for like transition of culture. You know, uh, Google went from being Google to like the Google, Google you know, mm-hmm. within a short span of time, you know, Facebook was huge. So I was there at a very, very interesting time, you know. But that, you get this polish and you're just like, this is cool, right? You know, free food at work, X, Y, Z, all that stuff. So when that was slowly, when it travels all across, comes to Pakistan, be like, yeah, we have open plan office, open plan, but in my company, when I was like, you know, the VP of product, like I had this, 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 this employee who's super smart, but um, let's just say okay, getting a difference of opinion across became everybody's business then, you know. Mm. So in an open plan office, a Facebook open plan office, man, nobody's going to do this. They're going to go to like, you know, unless it's like, you know, the the scene from the movie where he's just like, you better lawyer up, asshole. What he once in a while. But when you have employees, you're just like, so the culture does not completely translate. It's not ready for it. Right, right, right. 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 So that's what we have done with Because if you think about it, I mean, that goes for India as well. There are some great startups in India. But a lot of the, I think the, I would say the five best startups in India are completely like homegrown. You know, mm. they're, they've, they've raised funding at a much later time. So they've had enough DNA and character before somebody else gave them a bunch of millions of dollars and said, I think you should do this. I think you should spend on this. I think you should spend on that. And the people who are calling those shots, are, so what happens is the the real reason I'm raising all this is so I have somebody who is somebody who's like a 20 year veteran of the industry who knows what to do, but they but they have to allow their minds to be poisoned by somebody who may not have zero experience in it, because they appeared as an investor. Silicon Valley mein jo investment ki jo khubsurti thi was ke guys who went on and became like the big VCs like Sequoia Capital and you know X Y Z and and Reason. So these guys are people who were like knee deep in making shit, you know. And they made their millions and then they said, okay, who else can we fund? So because you, the, the, the pool was small, so they invested in great startups and that's why you see this, this hit rate that's really cool. But those are people who are, they've, they've cut their teeth, they've paid their dues, right? So what happens is you had those guys invest in people who made quicker exits and made quicker bucks. Then those guys became VCs without having the temerity that these other guys had, you know? So then that, has replicated throughout the whole world. One of the things I've always wanted to talk to a designer about is this gap between... I'm a very fraud designer. But previously, I like your stuff. (laughs) I'm a big fan. So, is between the design that we see, like, I know this is maybe a tired topic, but like, you you know, the design you see like for election campaigns and like generally what's on the walls in Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of graphic design. Yeah. And the design that we or like generally that we might have grown up with or been taught from West, the West maybe, yeah. of like fonts, typography, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a huge divide there, right? 
Yeah. There's a yeah. massive like gulf between what um, people here generally mm. see on the streets and on billboards and stuff, and then yeah. what ac- actual graphic design might be considered to be. Huh. So, what? How do you think? What do you think that, about that gulf? Like, yeah, so I, I I I look at it different ways. Pele, I used to be like, man, all fucking design in Pakistan sucks, you know, like public design that kind of shit. Then uh, th- there's this uh, book. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Mazar Bazaar. I haven't heard of it. This uh, it's a really interesting graphic designer called Saima Zedi. She wrote it about 10, 10 years ago. Beautifully like capturing design in the public sphere. And she saw a little romance with it. So all, all of a sudden, you know, because it's a beautifully put together book, so it becomes cool then. Mm-hmm. Right? So I try to see both of these. I try to see bad design in Pakistan in both ways. I try to see the good in it because I often think that the behind the rickshaw, you know, for example, Milad. I really want to make like an album cover that's like a Milad knockoff. But I'll probably get killed for that. But um, but the thing is that somebody sat down in Coral Draw Photoshop and. You know, feathered the edges around the guy. <laughs> you know, they did all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Mehnat to who you Yeah, yeah. And it and it has a a guy a style guideline. Like you, yeah, yeah, exactly. all of this stuff has uh, it's not just consistency. Yeah, it's not like you know the you, if it's a shitty font, you see that same shitty font on like <laughs> everywhere. You know, so yeah. somebody said, "Yeah, yeah, shit font lagai, yeah, chai." I mean, there's a general issue with Urdu fonts anyway, right? Because there is, there's there a, is, yeah. a huge. There's I mean, a that's a whole other it. discussion, yeah. and that's something very interesting as well. Nastalik is that what it's called? Nastalik, yeah. Nastalik, yeah, yeah. So woto ek hai because Nastalik just gets a lot of like gets a good and bad rap because you know it was the first. I don't know if I'm right about this, but I think it's probably the most popularized digitally. Halaki, you could do that with many other fonts. So I think you know. There's also this whole politics of typography and fonts. And oh, really? Font. Yeah, there is. Is it boring or is it interesting? It's very interesting, but it's also like I'm not well-versed enough to speak about it just yet. But I know that, um, you know, actually, one of the two guys that could speak about it best is this guy called uh, um, Umar, a friend of mine, um, who helped me design signs. And then this other guy called Zirak. They are working on like, so Zirak is working on an Urdu um, keyboard for iPhones, you know. So, but he, so, uh, you know, sitting with him, I realized, oh shit, man, he's a, a child. So, he's like, yeah, you think it's a shitty font, but it exists because of this. Right. You think it's a shitty keyboard. So, so I've been stepping back and saying, okay, yeah, shit, yeah, shit. So, to answer the question, I, Pele used to be like, yeah, he's sub crap. And now I'm just like, what is the backstory to this being so crap? But then also because, you know, because look, Pakistan is pretty amazing in the sense that against all odds, it just keeps being fucking, you know, rolling on whatever it is whether whatever it is but it's damn resilient right and behind that resilient is some really strong self-belief resilience and um, entrepreneurship as well right so I like to say okay, okay these things if they exist if, we, if these problems exist or these problems we think exist why are they there you know mm. they must exist for some reason and that's where the whole cultural angle of that design comes in okay the story can not just be about me and you thinking okay, oh man you know signage yeah that's England man and you know yeah. it's, it's their own language and you know um, we have different issues with like fonts and typography like you know I, I I was on this project that I mean we we were designing we're actually still doing this like designing street signs for Lahore um, with some TED funding and usme ek bahut bada ye tha ki yaar font kaun sa pick karna hai kaun sa dekhna hai you know maine art not different nahi fonts nikale then i did some usability testing and it turned out that the font I hated most, like Nastalik, was the one that everybody, because they are used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. So then you're just like, okay, don't fuck with a good thing. <laughs> because if my point is for everyone to figure out, okay, left, right, I need to suck up my hubris and be like, yo, this font is really good. <laughs> and, you know, you should do this. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So, so I do think the design sucks in many places. Mm. So, but it sucks for a reason. Yeah, so it sucks for a reason. So that said, I don't absolve shit design in Pakistan. Mm. I also don't absorb, absolve people who are um, tastemakers or like, you know, people in, um, who are in positions of authority to, to influence the market or influence students, for example. I, I, I feel like, you know, um, some of the best artists and designers 
are not teaching the next generations enough or pulling up their own socks enough because what happens is, and this will bring me directly into like uh, the ad agency of Pakistan, which is something that I find so interesting. Q. And can you just hold that thought because yeah. I have, I'm incredibly paranoid that I haven't pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, go one for sec, it. One sec, one sec. Yeah, rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay. Cool, cool. Sorry. <laughs> nice. No, 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 I have that. I have this massive that, Yeah, I have the same oh. issues. Um, ad agencies. Ad agencies. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know why? Look, so why, why do I get to bitch about ad agencies? I'll tell you why. Not because I went to school, I, I'm a better designer. No, man. I If I was not even an art director or whatever, I am a consumer, right? Pakistan versus India ke match ke beech mein, agar main India ke kisi channel pe dekh raha hun, wo us ad ke level ko dekho or Pakistan ke ad ke level ko dekho, you're just like, who the fuck signed <laughs> off on this shit, man? Like, who gave you guys the budget to do this? Huh. And so, and tumhe sharam nahi aati. And man, I'm open to like bitching about this because, you know, these are kids who fucking went to school for this shit, you know? Everybody sits with a fucking, you know, huge ass iMac to do the best design that they can do. Mm. But because it's so tempting, he's not. So I have these fights with all my advertising friends all the time. They're just like, bro, tu aake kar lena, tu karke dikha de. you know, client And I'm like, you know what, India is, you know, I'm sure somebody in India also, like India was very, very unadvanced uh, for the longest time. You know, like their economy only opened up much later than Pakistan. So the sophistication that you see in Indian commercial design is... And the risks that they take. And the risks that they take is, is, is rather recent. And it's risk leading to reward now. Even they, though it's not, don't you think that they just... Do you think that they may be just better at copying? In the sense that they're more able you know, to be like, it, you know it, what, it, that's a Western ad, we'll copy it. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if definitely. that's the case. I think so. They cool. The other thing, the, 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 the special thing that powers a lot of creativity in, in India is just they, that they've been making movies for like ever yeah you know so they deserve it the thing they, is Bollywood they're making their stories yeah I mean like Bollywood you know the thing is if you're so what your equipment had that whole ecosystem of like you know sound design this kind of stuff you know audio production the values this is a lot later Lollywood film fuck man like the soundtrack would be here and the video would be here you know solid like 4 seconds gap so back to ads then how, how does so, yeah. that how does it translate so yeah. um, um, in your experience wait I was bitching a lot about the ads so <laughs> so wait wait Take me back, hold my hand and take me back to like which part of the ads I was bitching about. You were talking about how when you were watching a Pakistan India yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> yeah. sorry. So the thing is that you'd see an ad and if there were 36 ads, one ad would be something you would remember. The others I would feel are just a travesty. You could say that this is a travesty in like advertising design and excellence. Fair point. Okay. I take it a step further and I say, look, you were trusted with this and you actually went to school for this. Like you grew up, you know, let's just, let's just take it all the way. I break it down. I'm just like, okay, to get into NCA, you had to show that you were a master artist. You know, I'm not like you had to, you know, you had to go to RM name, you had to XYZ, you had to like, you know, fucking, you had to like prep. You had to prove that you were badass enough to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Then you went to school with like the best artist group to be in Pakistan for at least four or five years, right? you should be I, I don't know what I'm expecting but I'm saying this is not it mm-hmm. and I have a right to say that because all of these guys they have exposure bro right mm. so there's nothing personal about it's personal about the work so when I see a shit ad coming at me you know I'm just like what the fuck man like do you like why do you take me so lightly as a consumer Mm-hmm. That's my beef, you know? And I know can nobody ever think they might be like, yeah, you can't I mean everyone thinks this, no? No, I'm just I don't know if everyone I don't, thinks it, but I think everyone doesn't voice it enough. Sure. You know? Sure. But like, I, because, I don't think anyone is happy with the ads that No, because so for example what I do at Breeze and Man, the reason we do all this shit in house, like we don't have any agencies to partner with. Mm. Everything is in house. You know mm. the the flex printing BM test hood karate, I go I check it out. I see how the color looks. You know, we have up, down, we'll Because 
nobody because when you're an agency you know you're always fighting for attention so basically the agency you know that's the problem with being an agency you will always be uh where the money lands you right so a great agency can i take names here or not if you want to i think look the only award-winning agency that we're seeing constantly coming up in pakistan is bbdo yeah. you know and uh even though some of their stuff is also now getting tired but the point is they and I know that the things that they win the awards for are not the things that they get paid for, you know. Right. It's like it's that twenty percent Google time. Like, okay, yeah, it's got to pass a million. Isn't that the biggest issue? That the the create the actual creative stuff doesn't get any no, money. No, that is my issue. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, what so whose fault is it? Is it the fault of the agencies, or I the think it's fault of the people who are giving the money? I think it's, it's who aren't funding the creative yeah, it's stuff. Yeah, it's this yin yang of like you know this chicken and the egg problem. Right, right. right because right. look, the agency guy would be like, yeah. मैंने ट्राई किया था तू वही है कि यार तू आके कर ले तू कोक से कह दे क्या रिश्ता करना है ना सॉरी आई जस्ट कैन गेट यू बैंड आई डोंट थिंक आई एम गोंगलादेश he also had the same beef but at one point he just said fuck it i'm just going to do what i need to do you know i moved all the way back to dhaka for this i have to make the things that i want to make mm. so those are those little rebellions rebellions that need to be uh, collected to say okay, okay there are enough you know the thing is look agar tum london bhi jao right would there be you know kya koi agencies and jo bilkul next level pe hote hain hmm they're not for everybody mm. right but they exist right so The problem is they need a clientele that they they need clients that are sophisticated enough to say how we want you to do the next level thing. So I can't say this is anyone's fault. Pakistan may the biggest problem might be that we haven't developed enough to be truly diverse. Mm. Just because there's a Panamera S parked outside, there's a Porsche dealership, there's a BMW coming in, all that stuff doesn't mean that we're sophisticated. You know, um, it's disappointing, mm. right? because aapko so some say it who'll come to meet you in some flashy ass car you know wearing shoes that they bought over the last trip to london the reason i put all this stuff together is not to be serial is because like that means ki bro you have tons of exposure right yeah. you probably traveled in like so the thing is when you travel in business class bro observe the fucking experiences that you were given change according to that right so you should set, if those guys set such higher standards to give you that experience why can't you do that for your clients right mm. in the the packaging of your rice for example in the you know ke like all the freaking ketchup comes in that same goddamn package with the mother upper spout laga hota hai you know there's, there's nothing experimental right so i feel like yahan because once you start making money you make shit loads of money yeah so it becomes addictive and that that formula people are a bit less uh able to mess with i think india may yeah because there's so much competition so much competition but you you left this and be like another guy be like here's my ad agency mm, you know? right right so i think competition really yahan competition kam hai mm. competition bahut kam hai i think you know and so um so coming back to like the clients in the agency agency wale kehte hain ki yaar inhone is tarah kiya so that's why when they weren't looking i went and did this xyz thing and it became creative it won an award they they get recognition and that recognition gives brings them more shit work mm. because that pays the bills right it's a sad i think conundrum mm. you know so and maybe because i'm not from the industry somebody from the industry when they see this might be like ye kaun the kya bakwas kar raha hai you know anything but the point is i the reason why i started this and i told you okay why do i get to bitch about this is because i'm the end consumer man mm-hmm. your client is cool they paid you a lot of money man but this is the problem with advertising as well at least non digital advertising there's no way to f- close that loop get did people really like the ad nobody does that over here you know like us mein to phir bhi agar aap jab wo super you know super bowl uh, ads jab chalate ho people know you know it's every ad becomes an institution right, right they right. pull their stops out and i i don't agree with that yeah but you see the best of creative shit coming at you you know you 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 feel some ads which is sad you. in some way that the best creators in their market are just advertising Yeah, I agree. In some way, right? Yeah. Like, you I mean, have I, like huge directors who are advertising the Super Bowl ads. Abu Abu was level pe again. You know, oh. he directed this. Yeah. You know, it's designer ad kind of yeah. stuff. Soon we'll have Chris Nolan like direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyun usne bada ek bahut thought provoking usne kiya tha. Kisi ko samajh nahi aaya, you know, fucking There was time travel in that Mercedes Benz ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think so the reason I was bitching about the ad stuff is ke 
I feel like, oh, and why I took it back to NC, not because I have anything against NC. I just it sounded it. like you did. <laughs> no, I, the, the reason is, I, like I said, I have expectations, right? Yeah. I'll tell you why, man. Because so many times when I would look for work or to win projects uh, as, a, as, you know, a kid mm. or somebody, he'd be like, Oh, electrical engineering kiwi, you know, and, and, and then I'd be like, yeah, but uh, made a portfolio, man. This is stuff that I made, you know. Right. And they'd be like, yeah, that's cool. We need somebody with like a BS or like a BA in fine art, you know. So I'm not. So that's why I said I am a fraud in many ways. But the thing is, um, I've pulled my socks up and tried to hone and sharpen all my skills so I can. So the thing is, school, design school is not there to teach you skills. I think not just that, right? It's for networking. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good networking. You get the experience. You get, you know, the thing, there's lots of things I would love to go to NCA for, like, do a back course on, right? What I'm saying is that the majority of kids that are coming out are not pushing themselves because of comfort levels. I think it's, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm bitching about, okay? Mm-hmm. When you become, when you want to make a quick buck or when you don't want to fuck with the formula, and you want to say, yeah, this is so better, yaar. come on, last year's revenues were so do you really want to dodge that? And then, what will the parent company tell you? Oh, that was an ad, that was left in the client. Do you want to be the guy that takes that? Nobody's going to do that, man. They got kids in school, mm. right? Nobody wants to take, the Pakistan living is so bloody expensive, and especially when you get to like a higher standard as like a art director, like some big firm. Uh, like all these agencies, you know, I think there's a lot of like unnecessary pressure that they create for themselves too. So why I'm saying this is whenever I go to these agencies or I've met people, I'm just like, I feel like these guys, a lot of, a lot of guys are like, I'm like, you know, why don't you just come out and say, okay, you are not getting to make all the stuff that you really want to make. Yeah. You know? And you shouldn't have to do a side gig to do it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, listen, you are the creative agency. If you want to get out of here, film production agency. If you want to get out of sound producer. If you want to get out of podcaster. If you want to get out of digital agency. Right? You are the central thing, right? That's what ad agencies are. Like, they have connections to everybody. That's what they, that's what they do, right? They don't make everything, per se. So, in a space like that, you should be pushing yourself. So, I really do like what these guys do at BBDO, for example. Like, you know, they, they say, okay, we've got to pay the bills, but we're not going to let this flame die within us, right? And if you think about it, like companies like Ogilvy, like David Ogilvy was really inspiring. Like if you read his work, his his quotes and stuff, I'm just like, whoa, what is Ogilvy on now? Like, I wonder what, you know, what, you know, I'm, so, so for me, so I'll tell you where this all comes from. Because mm-hmm. when I was, you know, in engineering and I saw, so I would see like these Nike ads and I'd be like, oh, you're Nike. Ke liye kaam karna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would find out, oh, Nike. Ke ye, yeah, this was somebody, you know, so Wyden Kennedy or Whedon Kennedy did this, you know, this agency, this, you know, historic agency, they did this, yeah. And, um, okay, then you, then I'm just like, unke saath kaam karna hai. You go there, you're just like, oh, humne to video banaya tha. We're just the agency, you know. Who made the video? You go like, oh, Tom Kuntz directed like the fucking, uh, you know, Old Spice ad or something. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, well, I didn't make everything. Look, there was 50,000 undersound guys, right? So I'm saying this whole I pieced, ecosystem. Yeah, I pieced together or reverse engineered what it means to be. And I would, I'm still dying. You know, I just, like, I just want to keep digging and digging. Like, I'm happy not knowing enough. Like, I've just touched the tip of the iceberg of this. But it just feels good to be on this path, like, stumbling and uncovering. And it's the same way for, like, digital design. Like, you know, when you design an app, like what I was doing at, you know, so I was VP at Rosie for a long time. Well, not a long, long time, but so I redid the whole website. So I learned a shit ton, you know, like uh, in digital design, digital marketing, and then interfacing all that with like an existing old engineering team. So I love saying what I don't know and then working my ass off in terms of saying, okay, you know, we can figure this out together mm. and challenge the status quo. That's, that's what it should always be. You should always be like, you know, how can you wake up the next morning saying this day will be exactly like the last day? Fuck, man. That's yeah. so boring, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like my poses. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I mean, since we're on the topic of advertising, have you seen recently the, the meme that was coming out about the service shoes ad that was like ages old? No, no. Oh, you haven't seen it? I thought oh, okay. it was very hip. No, no, no. It's an old, old ad mm-hmm. that uh, people have now been repurposing the sound. The, 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 what, what is it? Maybe song. I've seen it. Maybe I've seen it. What is it? I don't want to perform it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? It's, it's like the song is. 
I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> all right, all right. But but um, I, I thought I was pretty hip and you know on top of like memes and shit. But like I guess. Uh, but people were basically repurposing the the song for that ad into their own thing. So they would put their friends into it and they'd make it into a montage of their own like mm, life. Mm. And it was taking the service shoots ad and using it like that. Okay, way. Okay. And then I had no idea about this, right? So I was looking at these things. I was like, what is this? I uh-huh. went back and I looked at the ad and I was like, that's a really good ad. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's still relevant. Like ten years later, however I old the yeah, ad is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I don't know if that ad is a copy. It's quite possible that it is a copy of something, but mm. um, it goes back to this idea that I'm a little bit uncomfortable with, which is the fact that your most creative people these days go towards, generally gravitate towards some kind of advertising. You have to do commercial work in order to sustain yourself as a creative person, yeah, especially yeah. in Pakistan, because there's no other, like, films are not being made here. Yeah, there's no yeah. ecosystem of, like, um, I don't know, like, general creative work that happens outside no, I agree, of that. I agree. I mean, and I have this really wild theory that is half-baked. Can I share it or are we out of time? No, no, we're, we're good. <coughs> I, we have, yeah. You know, look, so when I was abroad, I mean, I realized that there was no shortage of concerts and, you know, every now and then. So, you know, my dad would be like, no, you know, be like, oh, so if you see it on the surface, yeah, it's pretty advanced. It's pretty developed, but it's not in What's advanced? Sorry. You'd say, okay, okay society is pretty hip and mod. and Where are you? You know, I'm just saying if you just visit it. Like, you know, especially if you're like the... Um, if you were exoticizing your trip to Lahore, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, people are good, people are good. And the Malam Road. fashionable, you know. That kind of stuff. So, but it's not innate. And I feel like, you're talking about that creatives end up being in the ad agencies. Because look, every kid that comes out, like... I feel like every person, whether they go to NC or a- anywhere else, you know, I, I, I have this firm belief that every kid is an artist, you know, now, I mean, like, especially because, you know, um, watching my own kid, you know, you're just like, wow, dude, uh, I got to fight for like this, 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 uh, this to stay in her, you know, mm. and um, so everybody has this innate artist thing in them, which is eventually beaten out through reality and stuff, right? And so what happens is that when you have the balls or you take the, the plunge to say that I'm not Pakistan, I'm engineer doctor and I will go for art. A lot of times, a lot of these kids are people who only see that this might be beneficial because their parents were artists who ended up saying that this commercial route will be sustainable. Mm. I have real respect. It's a tried and tested path. I have respect for the kids who are just like, I don't know what to do. That's really awesome. I really respect those kids. So back to this, the thing is that you come out, there's few avenues for you. There's few avenues because there's no other commercial activity on other creative things. You know, um, you know, take for example, have you ever shot at uh, Bari Studios or... Shot Avenue. Avenue, right? I mean, those things are like dilapidated, man. You yeah. know? Avenue is an institution in Pakistan, right? And the film industry one time used to be an institution... Whether you want to blame this, I, I'm not going to go down that whole Zia era politics and hum sabi yogi. But the thing is, ke jo bhi tha, humne, we, we've never been commercial artists. I don't feel so. Yeah, you know? I don't think so. We've ne- and you know, the thing about that is, my, the, the theory that I was sharing is, ke I used to feel that in every city, you have a very thriving, autonomous, you know, and allowed, somewhat form of nightlife chayi it's just, it sounds weird, but you need to let the night creatures come out and fucking do their thing mm-hmm. and make money for it. Mm. Case in point, every fucking DJ that I admire and love is somebody who cut their teeth like, you know, you know, okay, I got a gig here. Think about it, man. Like buying a Mac and all this stuff is so bloody expensive, right? Pele used to be like, yeah, you're renting these turntables and you're doing all this shit. You're just piecing together money just like just to buy more records. And that brings me to a point that I thought I would make today with you. I was thinking about this. Before this era of streaming, it was not only more expensive. So the thing is, you had to commit to your art, man. Like now, I buy a $15, like whatever the hell, like, you know, Spotify subscription. I got the world at my fingers, right? YouTube also puts the world at your fingers. YouTube is less, cre- uh, you know, curated. But before YouTube and all this stuff, like, you know, I, you know, but you know I used to spend a shit ton of money on like going to record stores and just buying actual CDs and like LPs you know because I like the physicality of it 
एंड उसमें यह है कि उसके साथ भी वैक्सीट यहाँ इतने आर्टिस्ट नहीं है कि देखो यू हैव दिस होल एवेन्यू फॉर क्रिएटिव टू कमांड से कि ओके आई एम गोना वी वट यू डूम रेकेड स्लीव डिजाइनर एट यू नो बी एम जी म्यूजिक दैट्स प्री खू यू नो यू थिंक अबाउट द आर्ट डायरेक्शन दैट गोज इन टू दैट वट कलर वट कलर दी एल पी इज गोना बी वट वट दिस स्लीव गोना बी लाइक वट पेपर इज गोना बी दिस होल वर्ल्ड आउट देर मैन विच वी टोटली मिस आउट ऑन But I'm sure a lot of people hearing this would be like, "Who cares about a record sleeve designer? What a what an inane job!" No, no, I agree with that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm no, not, no, I, I agree. No. I agree. I used to think like that too. I'm just looking backwards, you know, because in right. hindsight everything's 2020. Mm. But the reason I'm saying all these things because jab tak ki aise bifurcated, chote 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 creative jobs nahi exist karenge na, to ap hamesha fir ek mote advertising pathway pe hi depend karenge. You know, like I had this friend at Purdue. He was like he went. to London after he graduated and he was just um I asked him what he was doing he's like I work for this company called um should I forget it was like this huge film production company right and <coughs> I was like what do you do there he's just like well right now I'm just a runner and I was like what's a runner and he's like yeah I just grab coffee yeah, for them yeah yeah you know? <laughs> he's like kabhi kevin spacey aaye hote kabhi ye aaye hote to main unke liye and karte karte you know he worked his way into like sound design and then you know becoming like an AI and R you know person so the thing is there are pathways and that's what these big cities that big city life of a creative is like you get in somewhere you mop the floor just like you do here as well but there is some way that you can rise towards right because there's alternatives yahan aap karke um maybe again maybe i'm being incredibly narrow minded right now i might be i'm you know and i apologize if this is just my view I just feel that there's not just not enough a- avenues to come out. Like you know, book cover design. Dude, you go to reading them, just like, yar, come on, man. Yar, ye zarur. तुमने सिर्फ एक कलर छाप के उसके ऊपर एक आइकॉन लगाना था. Why didn't you just fucking commission the uh, you know the work from someone? And I try to do that myself with like work, you know. So look, these kids that are coming out. If there were enough CD, like oh, अगर if there were enough artists coming out, album cover design, ये cover sleeve cover design. It may not be physical now, like in Spotify, पे हर एक का एक album artwork तो होता है. and people really work hard on getting their artwork right it's a, it's it's a thing yeah yeah you know and so um you know like i mean i don't know if you're familiar with like this guy called virgil ablo mm-hmm. yeah i mean well that sounds really good. so virgil ablo you know the so <laughs> uska, uska start yahi tha na ki basically wo kahani ke cover covers design karta tha he was his creative director mm-hmm. so he was his art director right so he would say that you know so he would do all the photoshop and all this stuff and You know that's where you cut your teeth, and there's a market for that, right? So you put that kind of time into like a record and album cover design, and that land that eventually lands you exposure, exposure, exposure. And now he's like, you know, the artistic director at LV. So there are different pathways that you can stumble along. You how stumble करते करते you hit a wall, because I think the end all be all is just like okay, then you're heading up an agency, or you're head of X Y Z division at some telco, right? There's just not enough diversity here in Pakistan, and I'm not saying that oh all is lost. but i just feel like we should be experimenting a fuckload more mm. um especially for those people who are comfortable are at the top yeah i think like cuz even if you cut your teeth to get there maybe yeah. once you're there you're just like <sighs> yeah that's exactly exactly you just like you don't want to mess with that right yeah so, why would you as well in some yeah, cases yeah yeah i understand if if you if you go for it, if you commission an experimental ad and it completely it bombs, tanks yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. going to be like what the hell was that yeah exactly <laughs> and then <laughs> you'll you'll thinking? be like You'd be like, "Oh, cha, ab to aapka decline shuru ho gaya, sir." Oh. You know. Then we'll be like, "Oh, cha, our time to immigrate to Canada mein jata." <laughs> It's strange because you would expect from the the speed of which you can make stuff now, right? You literally have a camera; you can make mm-hmm. cinema-like mm-hmm. shots. Um, you, what you would expect is that people speed up their development process in a sense that I can create a crazy product much, much quicker than I could when I had the mm-hmm. 16 millimeter film. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, develop. yeah. yeah. Um, But I feel like these days you're getting a kind of weird paralysis where people have all the stuff, mm. and whereas before they were like, "I'm going to shoot a short film this weekend, and then I'll get it developed the next week, and then I'm going to put it out." You have all the stuff, but you're not making it because you're just like, "Well, I don't have a distributor," mm. or "Well, I don't have anywhere to put it." So th- the paralysis is not in the you have yeah, all the stuff, yeah, yeah. but because digital is so fe- has this feeling of like if I put it up and nobody likes it, then what's mm. going to happen? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you have that paralysis on on the distribution level, which is really weird for artists these days because I feel like you could be making, like your, you know when we say like uh, an artist has to mature in some ways, right? You have to make a hundred shit films in order to yeah, make one good yeah, film, yeah. and I think that's absolutely true. Hmm, hmm. Um, where are the hundred shit films? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. Where are those? Because and you know, the other thing is, 
I would rather see a hundred shit films and then have no, a gem come I, out. I agree, man. But like you know, like all the best movie directors you'll see, like I like going like I like digging through like their shit films. The non I love seeing that you know? so much. It's like oh I he's lo- like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just like Acha ye bhi hai. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, so the thing is, but the most beautiful directors are the guys who will own that work too. Yeah. They'll never diss it. Necessary. You know, because you know, I mean in you know, if a place like Iran can come out with, like, such amazing work and, like, a plethora of, like, uh, you know, movies. And if two of them make it of Khan, what about all the other ones that didn't make it, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You build up that industry. And mm. that's where the whole thing comes up. So if, you know, so you have to make 100 shit films. 100 shit films, you need 100 sound boys. You need 100 XYZ. You need the whole nine yards, right? Now, what is it in digital? I think that if you don't like it, if you remove it, you Right? Huh. Uh, this is not my best work. I take this off, right? Yeah, but I think like when you make something physical, like I used to, sh- like my, my start with photography was all film, right? It was like 35 millimeter. And what was that? You had 30, you had 24, you had 36, right? And you had to think, you had to make it count, man, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's why I actually like, I like, I'm, you know, people used to say I, I, I take good pictures and, you know, I'm always hesitant to accept that. But, like, if anything was good about it, it was probably because I spent a long time, like, planning and thinking, okay, okay. You know, if I would take a role, go and get it developed, and I'd be like, oh, you have to shit over here. Then I would, like, study every single thing about, like, you know, the existing light, how I could make it better, X, Y, Z. Because I really think it, I think every student today should really start off with, like, you know, something manual. Mm-hmm. Like, a film camera is great. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why everyone says that. Too. But the th- no, the reason I'm saying that is because they call. I kind of agree. Uski, they call the slow output of it forces you to be thoughtful about because you know the thing is, there's also this cer- uh, certain like meditative like feeling of being in a dark room, and waiting for shit to come out. Mm. You know, attention. And yeah, I think it. I know it sounds really yeah very very babu kind of thing. But we are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We are not going to be able to shoot it. We but then when they come out with something on like digital media, it, it almost always works. That's what I was going to say, you know. But if you took someone who is a champ at making digital videos and they're like a blogger and all this stuff and, you know. Uh, if you gave them thing, if you told them, now you need to uh, master the art of like. And they say, yeah, I love the vintage feel of film. And you teach them how to make it. They will probably go bonkers while making it because it's such a, you know, it's such a slow process. So I'm saying it. Reverse engineering that mentality is difficult. Yeah. And that's just how digital world works right mm. now. You know, it's, un- it's unfortunate. Like, you know, um, there's a cassette tape lying around. My daughter was like, Papa, what's this? And I was just like, this is an audio cassette, mm. you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that... But that's the interesting thing that even, like, the slow process of that, but, like, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it's just strange, and I'm part of this as well, is that why, if we have it so... Sp- if we can speed up that process so much of creating something, then where are those shit films that I should be watching right now? Even though they exist, I'm sure, but maybe, like you said, they've just been taken down. I, 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 think, I think the problem with this is when you make something slowly at a slower pace, you have to accept it when it comes out. You, have some, you, know, you basically say, this is a wrap-up, this is a wrap-up, right? This is a wrap-up, this is a wrap-up, this is a wrap-up, this is then it's actually sorry I'm gonna interrupt no, no. you again but the 35mm film to digital is really interesting because I have like uh, I've produced uh, developed 35mm and when it comes out and it's they're all bad and I'm just like, oh <laughs> exactly, God, exactly I'm so bad at yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's no like, no I know I know it's terrifying no but that's the but thing but when you take a thousand digital photos and you're like oh that one's good yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean then you're just like okay Tiga no man I mean I'm, the case in point for me exactly is Kiar I always thought it'd be very interesting. So when I picked up my first digital camera, the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh my God, so people probably take 10,000 more pictures than they have to yeah. before they think about the right picture. Uh-huh. And so me being an art director, getting, let's say, overseeing a shoot, right? It's high pressure for a lot of these photographers, right? 
वट विल हैपन इज की यू गो एंड जहाँ एक शॉट होनी होती है वहाँ हमने उन्होंने अठारह बीस ली होती हैं तो उसमें क्या उनका क्राफ्ट तो दब जाता है Because they just like let's get this angle just in case. Uh, this angle. Yeah, yeah. But the real, you would kind of think that actually, yeah. I only ha- need this shot. And I, 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 I agree with the mentality. Okay, we should get more to cover yeah. our bases. Absolutely, okay. I'm happy. I do. Ah, of course. But I think if you, you have to, you have to know where to say it. Because look, it all of everything we're discussing here has to come around to one thing. That you have to hold yourself to a higher standard every single day. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm some TED speaker. You know, I've got the secret in life. I just think that works. Yeah. Whether you're a doctor, whether you're freaking, you know, a banker, an artist, whatever, right? I'm artists ka bar bar isli kya raho or designers me because that is a field that is like completely like you know everything else we have state of the art you know we've got mutual funds we've got X Y Z you know we've got you know we have something every other industry can be comparable or they know okay okay what is the state of the art abroad or like the world and this origin. Yahan matlab ke art me to we don't have that comparison. Hamne to bilkul we start comparing. वो जस्ट लाइक ये यहाँ इससे ऊपर तो होता ही नहीं भाई यू नो ये आप छोड़ दें ये तो लेवल होना ही नहीं चाहिए सो आई थिंक इट्स रियली सो दैट होल थिंग अबाउट लाइक एक्सपेक्टिंग मोर फ्रॉम योरसेल्फ एंड एक्सपेक्टिंग योरसेल्फ टू गो आउट देयर एंड डू डिफरेंट रैंडम थिंग्स वी वन थाउजेंड शिट फिल्म्स दैट्स नॉट मैंटेलिटी दैट इज टॉट एंड आई थिंक इनकरेज्ड I think you need to and that's where it comes back to where I was talking about like you know when I said okay, okay I want to make sure that my daughter keeps that that uh, that innocence within her is that you need to make people feel comfortable with like making mistakes yeah and that in Pakistani culture is just an inherent problem to begin with I will go out there and say it you know there's nothing that I'm not against it I just say ke jis tarah hum bade ho rahe hain hum change ho rahe hain everyone has a responsibility to like you know think about it every now and then and say ke yaar all right Uh, what could I have done better, you know? And I think that that's why teaching at FAS was just amazing for me, you know. A lot of people are just like, bro, you come from university, XYZ, you know, America, you're going to go to mobile, you know, you're wasting your life. I think the thing was, I loved, it was my way of like coming to terms with like the fact, okay, I've had some really great experiences. I went to like some great schools, but now I need to pay this forward, right? Me coming back to Pakistan and paying it forward to like teaching is like spreading that gospel of like mm. not my gospel but whatever i ate i get to spit it out right right you know mm-hmm. and then they spit it out further you know so it's really cool mm. if you come back and then you you go and join like a vc fund you know and they'd be like oh firms are our latest investor yeah valley say i i you know that's great but you are in such a narrow stream bro okay matlab ke nobody knows what a vc fund is like you know at least university me everyone has aspirations mm. you know the best part was ke like two of my students were like sons of the guards at the gate yeah it's just amazing you know You don't see that vibe in you right. know, in pure startup culture. Anyway, so coming back to this thing about like expecting more, pushing yourself. Um, sorry, we're out of time. Almost, but last so, thought. Ma'am, I'll, I'll end it in this way. I think if you know, if you're always seeing yourself as a work in progress, you'll never be completely satisfied. One, uska that's there's a ton of bad shit that comes with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But the one positive that comes out of it is that you keep saying, okay, how do I What can we do differently, you know? Or how do we, you know, how do I build a different team? How do I not make the same mistakes? How do I, like, you know, isko fresh kis tarang kare, you know? So, me, for example, I think, like, the ad agency, we start with the ad agency. I think the ad agency of the future um, remains to be made in Pakistan. You know, I'd love to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, um, there, there's many people who have tons more exposure and, like, the skill set that should be able to do it. Right. but they don't have the mandate inside because i can understand you know it's 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 tough moving a boulder mm. <laughs> but i think uh, if if you don't take yourself too seriously dude that actually that's what it is it sounds really ridiculous but you got to stop taking yourself very very seriously because you could be like oh my god look i just want a fucking lion at khan and all this shit and ka tumare aur wahan koi rickshaw wala aake tumhe pancake bana de right yeah so all that shit ended in one day or mm. like one second right it could mm. so i think just take it light and just keep working and then that's where you discover different random things like what i met you at you know uh the kitchen at jamal's place yeah, right? yeah, yeah. random shit mm. i met jamal at an airport lounge mm-hmm. coming back so mm-hmm. it's really interesting and i thought so that fuels me okay look every i have been meeting interesting after interesting person in pakistan 
without even trying and mm-hmm. i felt i had to pay that 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 greatness of life back ke ye karenge to aur maze ke log milenge i hope i'm that kind of person for some other someone else mm-hmm. because i just felt it dude without even trying i have really stumbled across people who are fighting with themselves to push the state of their art and that's a cool that's a cool person to be around you yeah. know yeah and the only way you create enough of those people is if you if you enable people enough kids as they're growing up to say okay don't be afraid of making that mistake mm. because uh, because we kid phir ja ke phir wo they don't if you don't then that person does not expand like this they come like this they become ceo right 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 and they will push that pressure down mm. and that will say when yahan se koi aur kid niklega yahan jo wo karega na usko jo wo vent milega oh aap germany chale jaye aap amsterdam chale right so you have these kids you have these great guys with great talents you know like fucking somebody who is a great punjabi poet who is now sitting in you know Düsseldorf you know driving an Uber who could have been like the next big poet or like you know he could have been like a slam rapper or whatever you know this is this is all over the like our diaspora is it should awaken us to be like oh fuck man yeah. you know anyway yeah. that's too much <laughs> Nate, the yeah. cameras are about to cut so that's a good place to end though cool man yeah. uh thanks so much for coming on my pleasure man Give sorry i just time. ranted on and on that yeah. was a really fascinating conversation cool, man. thanks Thank so you. much for and uh yeah thanks for coming thanks on. all bro